bitches. I'm Jono. And I'm Dominic. And this, this is Jabber. Okay, welcome to Jabber. I'm Dominic and I'm with Jono. Hey, bitches. And today we have... We have the Zakar twins. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Amazing right now. New York, we're in New York, so it's uh, very tiring. We're cat sitting for about two weeks, but we're staying safe. We got masks on, so no one cancel us. <laughs> Is the cat wearing a mask? No, um, no. So, <laughs> he's itchy. Very itchy. That's cute. All righty. So, we're going to get into today's episode. So, I met Michael and Zach at, after a fashion show. And I was pretty, I was pretty lit that night. And. You were all lit. Yeah, you were yeah. very drunk. <laughs> yeah. And I saw you guys at. at uh, I think we had an after party at Mickey's and I was like, I was like, I follow those guys. I need to go talk to them. And so then I ran up to you guys and I was like, Hey, this is, I showed you, I opened up my Instagram and I was like, Hey, I'm a photographer. Look at my shit. I want to photograph you guys. And then I showed, like, <laughs> I think I handed my camera to Michael and I was like, I was like, look, look. And then you were like, I remember cause like yeah. your work was amazing. And like, we did not, not expect that for a drunk man just coming out of nowhere. But I was like, we got to work mean, with you. That's kind of how it happened. You kind of stumbled. And you're like, I I shoot pictures. And I was like, that's pretty. <laughs> so let's get into you guys and this career that you guys had. You basically are college dropouts that turn into best-selling authors. That does. So wow. you guys have a first book out. Let's talk about that. Yeah, our uh, well, first memoir is called Pray the Gay Away. Yeah, and well, we dropped, okay, I don't, we dropped film school. I mean, because it was film school. And, <laughs> Where did uh, you guys go? Wednesday in, in Detroit, Michigan. Michigan. Sorry. Okay. Twin thing. Um, <laughs> so we went to Wednesday, dropped it because film school is kind of useless. It was like 10 grand to watch The Godfather four times. And I was like, I'm okay. Um, and then my- We put the money into- our book because we we thought that it would it would originally come with an agent because we're like haha it's a good book we're great writers but it was a difficult road like we went through 50 housing housing agents and they all said no to us well i think at first we were very confused because you know we jumped out of film school we didn't really know what we wanted to do with our lives and what was happening at home you know our coming out was slowly unraveling and we wrote it originally as a movie script. I was like, maybe we can pitch us the fucking lifetime or something. Because <laughs> our mom's reactions were so fucking crazy yeah. because she's such a funny, crazy person. She's from Baghdad and yeah. she's Christian Iraqi. So best of both worlds, you yeah. know? So by the end of like, maybe we started the, this script in 2014 and by 2016, 17 era, we had like a full script and it read more like a book. So we altered it. And the book kind of, I hate saying the book kind of wrote itself, but we never intentionally, not wanted to be writers. But the book. I mean, with so many good stories, our mom threw holy water on us when we came out. It was just really easy. Wow. It was right. Yeah, it was easy. It was fun. To, I mean, it was, it was kind of therapeutic as well. So the yeah, book, I mean, writing it for about seven years, or not seven, writing it for about math, four years. I don't know what you're wearing anymore, but writing it for seven <laughs> years while still dealing with the process, kind of, it was therapeutic. And it, helped us restructure our relationship with our mom yeah so we then so by december 2017 we decided to go independent. <laughs> I'm so we're talking about it no, no. <laughs> we decided to go independent and ever since then it's it's been a crazy journey because we didn't expect it to turn into an off-broadway play mm -hmm. but i never been, yeah i never say i never like to say 
we're I don't know if we're at the point where we're talented writers or lucky writers because the creative field's a very I gamble. would say, I, I wouldn't gamble. say like as independent writers, I would say we're blessed to have had the opportunity to travel with it and it'd be a successful show. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I'm I'm gonna give it to us because the book was good. Yeah. So like when we sorry, I know we're rambling on this question, but when we first came out with the book, we had about sixty thousand Instagram followers, which means nothing. I'm just trying to like, give you guys numbers. And the first day we debuted it, we sold six books. And I was like, oh, I was like, what do we do? I just sort of assumed people would buy our book because, you know, pretty. I don't know. But I, I think people <laughs> on our market originally thought it was a poem book. Yeah. So we, we never established ourselves as writers to the world. Like this is our first, like if we came out with like a modeling book, not to be like narcissistic, but I feel like people would buy that because they saw our face, not our words. So it took, you can take the photos. Yeah, it took it took like two it. years. It. it took two years to really develop a marketing plan for this book, and it became an Amazon bestseller. We toured it for about two years as an off Broadway, and yeah, play. and it's been good ever since. It's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember <laughs> when you guys came out with it on Amazon. How it like that um, that platform was able to help you guys, you know, like become more successful with it because it was Amazon does this thing like where it they print for you and they do all this they they do the distribution like across the globe so i i can understand like that's how that those platforms help you succeed i mean you've come out with like projects you never your first project did you not even like factor in marketing i I didn't i was just like it's gonna sell well and then now well, my first study that I, that I came out with, what's like my portfolio books that I, I, I make every yeah. year. The first one that I made, it was like, it was huge. It was like, like the biggest one I ever made. It had like 60 pages in it. And my dumbass thinks I need to buy a thousand copies. So mm-hmm. that's just what you do. That's just what yeah. you do. Spend so, like, how much you spent? Like five grand? Yeah. And so I put that all on a credit card and it's it's I've been paying it off for a while because it was just like a huge thing and it was stupid (laughs) I because I I, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't I didn't no one showed me like how to like you know properly do this you just don't you just like you kind of learn as you go and now like our second book we're coming out with same with us we bought about 2,000 copies of the original shipment and it wasn't pushing as fast as we were hoping so we actually traveled to different pride festivals and sold it like Basically, every person was like, hey, hey, come here. You want to read a book? Don't yeah. be illiterate. Yeah. And then we, we did a lot of like giveaways. We did a lot of, you know, like you just, we just know now for the future, whatever project you come out with, like marketing is one on one, especially yeah. for an independent book. I would never go independent again, again yeah. for that, for a memoir. Oh, wow. No commercial. Oh. The book we sent him and not, you know, he didn't buy it, but it's okay. <laughs> I know. I bought one. This is the one I no, bought. No, no one's mad at you. Yeah, yeah. I bought this one, and then you guys gave me this one. Okay, fuck me up. Okay, God bless you. Yeah. Beautiful. Dominic, we'll send you one. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> it's going to be an ebook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you guys are actually working on a second book. What's the, is that like a continuation of this, or what's this one about? So we had a second book. Our second book was called I'm Going to Kathy's and it was a sex all tell book, very funny. Mm-hmm. And then Michael, you know, COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. And Michael and I were like, Michael wanted to write that book. That's like kind of his book right now. And my book is this how to be fucking happy. It's a mm-hmm. mental health book and mental health is important to both of us. I think what happened was during COVID, we kind of had to restructure our game plan for our career because 
we were actually about to premiere the play in New York for about six months, two okay. years. Yeah. And that was really exciting to us because we wanted to make that big move to LA or New York and it was pretty much handed to us. Yeah. So we had to restructure our career plan at that point. And honestly, as much as we hate COVID, it's been a really good blessing for our mentality because we really had to sit down and think what was important for our next steps. What did we want to achieve coming out of mm -hmm. COVID? And, and yeah, I Zach had this idea to write this mental health book. And I was like, I'm kind of over talking about us right now. <laughs> like I liked our first book and I love, I'm, I love our sex all tell book, but it's just not the time. Like we're going to hit the same market. Like we're going to hit the same people who bought the book because they care about us. A mental yeah. health book marketing wise is a new platform we've never touched because it doesn't talk about us, it talks about the world. And I think it's an important book, especially for everyone going through this hard time right now, because I feel like this is the first time in like, I would, I would even argue this is the first time in history that we're actually openly talking about mental health on such a big platform. Mm -hmm. And I feel, yeah, I wrote this book originally and it's kind of coming from a superficial place. I was like, okay, let me give you some generic advice. And then through COVID, I was like going through like- The I world's went, worst breakup. I went through a breakup that was essentially with the guy I thought I was going to marry lot of trauma and just learned about these like just learned about myself and me and Michael came together and I mean I'm not gonna lie I love this book probably 10 times more than Pray the Gay Away because a like we are I love Pray the Gay Away but I feel like we're just such like way better writers now. How to be fucking happy is kind of like the journey to find your own definition of happiness. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a journal meets a book so you're very involved with the process of finding your happiness mm -hmm. and it's basically a step-by-step -step journey to like reevaluate your life and how you're going right now with happiness yeah i love that it must be therapeutic for you to do this you right it's like therapy kind of i honestly like... we we both have gone through our own i don't know if you guys have ever gone through an existential crisis but i didn't even know what the every fuck day that, i didn't know what that <laughs> was until a couple of years ago when i had this strange feeling on my 25th birthday that i was gonna die and then two years later, Zach had the same feeling. And it's been, it's like, it's like it rewired my brain. It rewired his brain because yeah. it's, it's like, what is the point of happiness? Anymore? Like I said, the first, our first book for the gateway helped people unintentionally because we were just writing from our experience. And I know the second book, this mental health book is going to help people. Like I'm having the intention to help people. So I, I, again, if, I, I know our market is ma uh, mainly the, the people who are viewing us are a gay market. So we assume this book isn't going to sell as much as the first book, but it's really like a passion project before our next big push of the next project. Yeah, I just I think mostly I, I a want to show the world that we can write outside of us <laughs> a memoir, you know, and, <laughs> because we can talk about ourselves kind of a lot. And B, we find mental health really important. And I, I know, I mean, not saying I assume. No, I actually I know. I think <laughs> our followers just think we're pretty. Like I know that. I think they think we're pretty. And there's not a lot going on there. And I'm actually really excited to be with this like other side of us, like this deeper right. side that, you know, I love talking about my feelings. I love, you know, realizing that the world's fucked up. Like we're all dealing with our own thing and none of us even, you know, we all feel like we're like, we're all coming up on our thirties or whatever. And like, we feel like we should have our shit together by we're all 21 again. Guys. Yes. Like I thought by like 27, you know, I'm approaching 28 that I would have everything figured out. I'm, I'm just starting my life and I feel fucking amazing. Everything that we go through, you know, like, especially like this is like a learning experience. And, yeah. you know, like this is like, we're all in the same boat that, you know, like this pandemic has thrown us into this isolation where we're basically sitting alone with ourselves, figuring shit out and letting like our brains like really do all the talking. It's like, 
it's like holy shit like I have to come back to this understanding of who I am as an individual reevaluating yourself trust me like I've I've been sitting here in my office just like going like what am I gonna do I think yeah for when, one of the what topics I- in our book we really talk about like how it's dangerous to have guidelines Mm-hmm. And you know, time, you know, timelines, not guidelines, I'm sorry, timelines, because timelines kind of like put this pressure on you to like essentially have things figured out. Like, like I said, like I, I told Michael, it's like by 21, we were supposed to move to New York and we're like, we haven't left our house and like we're at the point where we're about to move. And it's like, it feels right this time. You know, it feels like we're making the right moves and now we're in control of our lives. I mean, with timelines, they're almost, it's unpredictable. Like COVID, who would have thought we would be in our homes for this long? You know, timelines yeah. are dangerous uh-huh. dangerous I, I feel like everyone needs structure but not timelines especially when it comes to what makes you truly happy because there's no time when you can find happiness you have to explore and experience and there's another section in our book that talks about like i like this topic i don't know if it makes sense Is it the, the dog topic no, no, no. i uh i like saying like i learned a big emotion that's actually really dangerous with boredom and i ask a lot of people like you know the section in our book that says are you sad or are you just bored and I feel like a lot of us are just bored that is drawing us into this like pit of depression because like we're just bored. We all know what we want to do with our lives, but we're just fucking bored. We're so. stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> yeah, it does. It makes sense in the book, I promise. Alrighty, kittens, we're gonna take a little nap and we'll be right back. Why that song, guys? That song is, if you listen to Marina the Artist, she is on a deep level. Go off, Michael. I just, that that album in general, her album is just, it has helped us through our existential crisis. So I think we just, we shout out to Marina. We discovered Marina late. (laughs) We discovered her late when we were like emotional beings and her music is so fucking deep. I always ask, I'm like, Marina, who hurt you? Because her music is deep and i was like damn but uh it's good breakup music it's great it's, she's phenomenal give it a I listen i also love her album work her artwork she is like the definition of a true artist she just makes music for, for her, her healing. yeah like her last album she knows flopped and she's like i made it for me i didn't make it for you mm-hmm. like, so i wanted to ask with your first book where are you now what like with your family um the so we have such a unique relationship with our parents. Um, uh, I mean, we're Catholic Iraqi, and no one would expect that our dad is as lighthearted as he is. He's actually a pot grower. Um, <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he's, he's a really open individual. My mom, on the other hand, she, for a an Iraqi woman, has come such a long way. Like, okay. Years. Yeah. Like, so she, they didn't totally abandon you. 
No, no we, I, our just, parents oh, never did. They're like, <laughs> it's just like she does a lot of mental trauma, not physical damage. A lot of like, phys- like mental damage. Like, like when I broke up with my ex, the guy who I thought I was gonna marry, I literally told her I was like, okay, like not that I wanted comfort, but her response was, oh, thank God, don't date again. <gasps> oh, yeah, I was like, God. okay, so it's like shit like that, and she's still like, she's I, like, now we can find you a wife. Yeah. And oh. like, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> At this point, she like makes backhanded comments. It's not coming from a hurtful place anymore. It's just, I think we've learned like the biggest lesson in Pray the Gateway is that your parents are still human and they're still learning. And I feel like our mother just isn't still learning. Like she's still learning. She's changed, but she's never gonna be like, let me go to a gay pride. Let me like see you suck your boyfriend's dick. I mean, when I well, I I mean, (laughs) I hope she would never do that. She's gonna subscribe. I mean, like. My mom, when I came out, she was crying. She was upset, but it wasn't, it was from a place that she had in her mind. Oh, I'm going to have grandchildren. I'm going to yeah. have a, a yeah. daughter or a, what is it? Daughter? No, not daughter-in-law. Child. Is it daughter-in-law? What oh, would you call that? Grandkids. No, no, no. The wife. What would my wife be oh, to her? Daughter-in-law. A daughter-in-law. Yeah. So, you know, she wanted the daughter-in-law. She wanted the grandkids. And now, you know, this, this whole thing changed. Two words. I'm gay. Changed everything. Well, but like, she came around. I like t- parents have you with their expectations to have kids. Right. Like that's the worst thing about having ethnic parents. I would say for anyone that has an ethnic parent, like your parents always have a timeline for you and what you should do with your life. And like me and Zach couldn't be so different from that. Our mom wanted mm-hmm. us to go be doctors or dentists, yeah. own a party store with our dad. And mm-hmm. like we couldn't be further than that. Like yeah. we want to embrace who we are in entertainment. I think we felt yeah. a lot of everything our mother was doing. You know, the holy water. There's a chapter about holy grapes. We tried to make us eat holy grapes while we were sleeping. Long story. But <laughs> long story short, <laughs> what she was doing was trying to help us in her own fucked up way. She that was, was her way of protecting us. Yeah, well, my I, mom was afraid that, you know, she was more afraid not of being gay. She had nothing with that. It was more about, uh, you know, she was afraid of, being me being bullied hiv aids yes. you know these yeah she my don't mom, get me started on hiv she, the other day we were watching tv she loves lifetime and i was like being nice to her a truvada commercial comes up right and we're watching it and she just turns around and she goes see zach that's it i was like oh my god like, mom say it bitch i was like say it just, she's like, like i said she's me and zach are very blunt people in our humor too and we get all of our humor from our mom because she's a blunt human and I, I can't falter for that. It's, it's where we get our energy yeah. and our like, comic she's not, chops from. She's not like emotional. Like, we don't, we don't hug each other, but like, I miss she's her. Like, no, she she is, in her I, own way. I, we, I weirdly like we're in New York for a while now. I kind of miss her. Like I just miss like this. I miss her bluntness. I miss yeah, her she's energy. Crazy. She's, she's, yeah. a, she's a character. Simple as that. My mom. I don't know. I think it's because like, I don't know. It's just like she tries to be like all like, oh, I'm so cultural and everything, but at the same time, she's so like different because you, you when you look at my whole family, like it's like half of them are super conservative and like they're still like like Republicans and stuff like that. And it's it's like for my mom, like my mom was like kind of like the black sheep in the family where she was like the first one to have gay friends and she was like the first one to to go to gay bars and stuff like that with her friends. And so so like when oh, I came out, you, your mom's accepting. Oh. Huh? <laughs> I said, fuck you, your mom's accepting, isn't she? She is. She's super, she was super accepting. Oh. And when, no, when no, I came no, out, no, she was no, just no. like, huh? 
No, I was like, that's really good. I mean, like, I, I love when people say that their parents fully accepted them. Mm. And I'm like, that should just be it. Mm. That should, don't when, have kids if you can't accept them. When my first ex told me that his mom accepted him, my question was like, oh, she didn't hit you? Like, she, my mom didn't hit me, but like, my blunt, honest question was, she like, I was shocked that like, acceptance is a thing. She didn't throw holy water? <laughs> she didn't punch you in the gut? No. <laughs> Well, I'm happy to hear that you had a good coming out. When I wish, I wish, I wish everybody's was. You know, like if you if you have a kid, you know, like that's your flesh and blood. You know, like you no. should. You know, when like, you whenever out. I'm talking to my mom on the phone, like before we hang up, I'm like, "Bye," and she's like, "Bye, sexual," uh-huh. <laughs> and that's just how we finish. So she's like, she's opened up. She's we, never met we, a gay person before, so this is we, new. Um, like, like I said, we've come far for our birthday last year. She came home with a rainbow ice cream. And that was her way of being like, Aww, it was so small. That's sm- like, it was the small thing. It's baby yeah. steps. When did, when did you come out? Oh, um, it was uh, when I was still with my ex. I think we were like two years in the relationship and I didn't, I didn't tell her. And, and so like, I, I was just like worried that, you know, like something was going to happen because like, you know, she, I knew she was super accepting and whatnot. But like when I, when I came out, like he, he hung up with me on the phone and she just asked me, she was like, Hey, are you with, with with his face and I was just like I was like pull over so like I pulled over the car and she was just like waiting for me to answer and I was like I was like yeah it's true we're uh we've been two years in a relationship but I just didn't know how to tell you and she was just like she was just like she was like she was I'm mad and then I was just like oh fuck and like I was just like kind of worried in that moment and she was like I'm mad they didn't tell me sooner she was like she was like of course I knew that you're gay come on like hello look at you (laughs) And then she. Re- you ever dated oh. someone named Brandon? I feel like you would. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I dated somebody named Brandon, and that was he was he was psychotic. Are you psychic? <laughs> no, I just feel like doesn't he look like he would date someone named Brandon? <laughs> well, he's in, L- he's in L.A. How many Brandons are there? No. Over <laughs> few. Yeah, but then like she followed that up with like this is how like blunt my mother is she followed that up she goes like so who so i want to know it's like so who's the top and who's the bottom so like what, what who's whose role who's who's so i was like i'm that's it mom she asked huh she asked yeah she straight up asked like that's that's how blunt my definitely mom definitely a bottom <laughs> dominic's a verse i'm abstinent <laughs> Ooh, good for you celibate <laughs> aren't we all I'm actually verse thank you very much but you still have a virgin <laughs> Huh? Wait, what? Who's I'm still what? virgin? No, you're not. Oh, bullshit. No, you're not. Wait, so wait, I have to question. Do people say, because I've heard, you know, I've known other gay twins and people are like, oh, do you guys get together? I'm sure you hear that all the time, right? Um, that's, see, here's the thing. Like, I think a lot of that, like when we Michael first started Instagram, we were like just modeling. We modeled, and- like I said, we modeled a lot together. And for us, sexuality didn't have any constraints. So we modeled in our underwear and, and we and nude a lot together. We grew a gay following, not a following. A gay, <laughs> a gay following. following. And mm-hmm. I'm to the point where I, I, this sounds very narcissistic. I hate saying it like this. I hate being sexy now. I don't want people to be like, I hate when people are like, like what me and Michael will pose in our t-shirts and people are like, mm. kiss. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so What? Sick. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I think we like just started with the wrong image. And now I just hate that like, were pretty and not in that way but i don't say i regret it because a lot of I, I out of every like 10 photos there's always one that i'm like yes that's it baby no like, i just i want we to... slowly started getting into advocacy through our selfies which is weird and 
you know, slowly we started. Can you explain what that is to some of our listeners? We we slowly we went from like underwear models to start like we started being more out and loud with our Middle Eastern slash gay identities, and we were just kind of, you know, like we would slowly post even like us and like a gay flag, nothing Iraqi, us just being Iraqi and holding the gay flag was a lot to people. Yeah. So we started seeing the reaction from Iraqi people. negatively and i was like you know what there's something here that i want to embrace and i want to say hey it's okay to be us and we get a lot of people say oh well you're from the u.s so it's okay for it's 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 a basically they said fuck you for being from the u.s and being prideful and it's just like it's hard for us to fight for the middle east because the middle east is like where we get most of our hate from Mm -hmm. we actually last year we posted a photo of like the iraqi flag and the rainbow flag kind of put together and we overnight got 4,000 death threats in our DMs. Wow. We actually have to go to yeah. the police station. And- we got, we went viral in Iraq for the wrong reasons. <laughs> so it like our address got doxxed. Yeah. It was, it was bad, but it was it, pretty bad. But like, but then that kind of told us in our heads, like we're doing something important here. Mm-hmm. We just got to be careful with how we yeah. present it. Like our coming out, and I will say this, our coming out is something special. And that's why it is special because we're Middle Eastern. And it's, it's been, it's been a, a journey. Yeah, it's been it's it's weird because I didn't I never used to embrace our we never used to embrace our Middle Eastern culture. Now like finding out that it there's so much hate behind it, I'm like I love being Middle Eastern because I'm proud to embrace the ethnicity or culture that wants us dead. You know, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I love Middle Eastern guys. <laughs> I mean, they cute. Well, Dominic, I'm single, so come on. Oh hi, how are you? <laughs> Text me. <laughs> oh my god, I have your number. Perfect. <laughs> uh, it, it's just like like hard because like you know like you you want to you want to be who you are you want to be proud and you want to be like out and do things but then when you have like these cultures that you're part of you know like that just bring you down. Believe yeah. me, when I posted anything on social media, me posting like. I think like almost like 300 guys already, you know, like from all different walks of life. Believe me, I get those type of messages on my own from like those types of people's like backgrounds. So like, like people that from from Africa, people from, you know, like from Middle East, from you guys. And you know, like from all different walks of life, I've gotten so many different hate from so many different cultures. You know what I found to understand? that I assume the hate that we were getting was from the older generation. It's from our generation. It's kids being taught from their parents. Oh. I was so shocked. I was so shocked that a bunch of kids who were cussing us out were like 15 to like 25. And I'm like, aren't you guys supposed to be like the new generation of acceptance? It was so like kind of eye-opening to I me mean, it just, that we have so much work to do. I, if the Trump administration has taught us anything, it's that the world is still racist, homophobic, and sexist. Yeah. But like those people are still being taught by those people that yes, teach it's me. scary. It's just so it's it's, it's still going to be there. That's why I said like if if you can't accept your kid in any format, don't have kids because your kids are from we all at kids we all want to just embrace and be something in this world and like you just teach kids to be hateful, they'll become hateful humans. Yeah, and like I said, there's a lot of work to do and. Michael and I are slowly opening up the gates for hopefully the next generation of the Middle East. I hope we're not like Mia Khalif, where like because of our sexuality, like she gets canceled by ISIS. No, we. Oh my god! Have you guys? Do you guys have you heard of that? No. 
So Mia Khalifa is a Middle Eastern porn star. She wore a hijab in a porn video and ISIS threatened her to stop doing porn and that's why she stopped doing porn. Oh, shit. Wow. She shouldn't have been wearing the hijab, but like, you know. No, I think Michael and I are like, we're we're very happy with our journey, like, you know, being gay advocates, but I'm very excited to just be, not the gay twins, just the twins. I'm excited to go into Yeah, I mean, days. like, it's it's exciting having a gay market, but again, being in the gay market, you could sexualize a lot, a lot. I feel like for me, I started out shooting with photographers um, who were had more sexy, picture reputation yeah and uh so i got put in that box mm-hmm. and you can see you know my dick through the underwear and everything's like you know all the muscles are pumped up and like you know it's like super sexy and stuff and so i didn't want to get put into that box so i started doing photos in like suits and like yeah. you know weird like crazy outfits and stuff and those photos just never even now the more i do it they don't get enough attention i mean for one send me those pictures Two, it's so <laughs> hard to make a genuine like like I don't regret our past because our past got us here. But it's also that same past that people are gonna bring up and be like, "You guys were sluts or whatever." It's like if we didn't do that, would you have noticed us? Mm. Like I would say, we're the Middle Eastern Kim Kardashian. Like if you without the sex, if tape. Kim Kardashian didn't have a sex tape, would she be where she is now? No, straight up, she wouldn't. Just like you guys, you know, with your um, you went from. I feel like there's parallels because we both started with sexy underwear stuff. Yeah. And then you guys went off to do books so that you have voice, but I went more into acting and I'm auditioning and I have an agent and everything. And so for me, I get to use my voice through acting and you use yours through writing. So yeah, I I think think it's a problem too with us because us as men in general, let's bring up like the Hadiths or the Clement Mm -hmm. twins. Claremont, whatever, uh, whatever their names are, but a lot of females, cousins, sisters that post together in the same manner, don't mm-hmm. get the same feedback as men doing it. And that's why uh, gay men always get stereotyped. And that's why I'm excited for hopefully you too, you know, to be a voice in the, in the acting world, entertainment world. Yeah. Where, hey, we're more than people that our shirts up. I, I'm glad you enjoy that, but I hope you would like my brain too. Yeah. I, I think at first yeah. we love writing for people we love writing for people to feel how we're feeling and now i'm just excited to make people laugh like that's mm-hmm. our goal like we have scripts and the first three are more <laughs> identity you know like about identity and the last three are kind of like just Purely fucking funny. stupid and funny and i i want to use my voice not to help people but to help people laugh and like to realize life's okay that's what i want to do that's amazing so what what's uh your new you have a new book that you're working on um yeah so the new book how to be fucking happy will come out hopefully in this year we'll say this year it was supposed to come out in february but we're like i know we said we didn't want to do any more independent books but i think what we're going to do is partner up with a lot of um mental health like agencies and try to cross promote our book because we didn't want this one to be our first published book we wanted our next memoir i'm going to kathy's to be our next published published memoir memoir so we're yeah, those are those are our two independent projects. We do have um, a secret project in LA, but I can't say anything until we'll let you know later if it happens. I don't want to be the bitch who's like it's happening and then nothing happens. So we're very excited. Um, our third book that we're hoping to premiere once we get a little bit more, you know, famous. Uh, it's called I'm Going to Kathy's, and it's a sex all tell book about. You say it weird, sex all tell. It's a, a tell all sex, sex book, book about the so, boys that taught us. Shitty lessons in the world, right? The reason why it's called I'm going to Kathy's is because 
growing up in a very Catholic household, we had to get laid somehow, right? So we told our mother that we were going to our friend Kathy's down the block. <laughs> and she's our best lesbian friend. Uh, so every chapter is like us going to Kathy's, which is codenamed for getting dick. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why'd you choose Kathy? <laughs> she's a, no, Kathy's a real person. She is our oh. best friend. She actually does live down the down the oh, block. Oh, okay. <laughs> funny. Kathy was like the one where I was like, Mom, I'm going to Kathy's. And she had Kathy's number. And Kathy'd be like, yeah, they're here, LOL. Ah. Kathy, was, she's a great friend. She's always been reliable. Old reliable, as we call her. She's the reason I have gonorrhea. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the book is basically our shitty relationships, funny hookups, and miserable times in the gay world, and kind of teaching people if you want to, how to, yeah, how to, how to find love, basically through our mis our tragedies. That's fun. I used to have my Kathy, and it was a mutual friend my mom knew. And I would, yeah, and so I was like, Mom, I'm going to Ruben's, I'll be back. And she was like, you go see Ruben a lot. And I'm like, yeah, and I was like, no, he's like, He's drinking right now, so like I'm just gonna be like you know like like hanging on, making sure he doesn't get into any trouble or anything like that. She goes oh like, God. at some point the, the, the excuses got dumber and dumber. We're like, yeah, Kathy's yeah. family is going on a three day <laughs> vacation. We gotta go house sit down the block. Yeah, Zach would come home first. Like, where's Michael? Still at we didn't yeah Kathy's. we didn't like we didn't commute we didn't communicate well enough. I remember one time I said I'm going to Kathy's and Kathy came to our house. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. But she say that she's like, oh, I, I didn't see that. Maybe they came there first. Yeah, she's like, oh, I, maybe we like didn't see each other walking to each other, even though it's like <laughs> two streets away. Yeah. Did she know she was a lesbian? Your mom? Kathy? Yeah, I mean, my, my, my mom. mom's a lesbian or Kathy's lesbian. <laughs> no, Ka oh. uh, Kathy. Yeah. yeah. See, here's the shitty thing with like the world. Like, parents don't care about gay people outside of their family. You know, she's right? Like, no, right. Not right, my right. family. And Kathy was very nice to her. Family. Kathy is like the best friend we could have ever asked for she's been really mm -hmm. she's supported us through everything she's she's seen me and zach fight and we fight a lot and we our fights are disgustingly dirty and i feel like people aren't scared of lesbians they're scared of gays you know what i mean because like lesbians are just like they're Cute, all feminine you know like no one's scared oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when my mom like my mom like i remember one time my friend like she's a girl she moved to new york came home and she brought over her friend who was like uber gay like you know boots like earrings and all that my mom just looked at me she's like like she was scared of that. Like let, my mom thinks any man walking into the house, gay, straight, bi, doesn't matter. She thinks we're always hooking up with them. Yeah. She's like, who, is, who is that? Where are you going with them? Super so she's. That's why I said we, you need an excuse. Like I'm going to Kathy's. Right. Uh, our yeah. book follows a lot of our our relationships, and like I said, me and Zach aren't normal people in general. So a lot of our relationships weren't normal. I was in an abusive relationship. Zach was in a we had one story happen this week. Um, we're in New York. A guy blew me in an elevator. And uh, sorry, let me like, sorry. This me, ended like, up becoming the prologue to our this book. Is, like, this is the opening of the book. This guy blew I mean, me as in one does, you know, in New York. Yeah. No, so this guy was blowing me and the elevator got stuck. Like on the 11th floor, not stuck. Like it was going to drop. Like I've never been stuck in an elevator. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to die here. So we thought, I was trapped in this, this elevator for like an hour. And, and then, I called Zach, I'm like, you were probably with a hookup. Is that why you got stuck? He's like, no, what the fuck? He's like, I'm, I was like, I'm alone. And when he got home, he told him that when I got there, he was like, it was a hookup. Yeah, long story short, the police like saved us, but then the I'm police like, had to come break then, him out. Holy like, shit. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, can I have the book for a second? So I, I like, 
we opened it up with like men will die for the dick and it's just kind of like it, it became like the new opening of like don't die for the dick like it's you yeah. know like don't don't risk your life but that's stupid. like the gay world like how many times have we all of us have been in a really sketchy situation because we weren't taught at a young age to date normally because we were hiding who we truly were. So we went into sketchy situations, hoping the best. And luckily, we're all here today. But how many I, hotel rooms has everyone been in? And how many names do you remember? Not a lot. Not I a lot. Blown in a movie theater. We were in the back. <laughs> you, you never walked into a hotel room and like fucked someone and left. No. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we're like, we're like fucking virgins over here. <laughs> some angels. Yeah, I've done some Nazi shit. Okay, never mind. So, like, I mean, I've done it on the train, the subway in New York, and movie theaters in New York. Oh, I stopped really on the subway. Did you? In the first time I was here. Okay, I want to end this. But no one was there. It was like three in the morning. It was hot. I want to end this podcast. <laughs> anyway, on that note. Yeah. So, um, we're trying, that's, our, that's our third book. But go on with the nasty little interview. That's awesome. One of my friends and I, we used to, um, on our notes on our phone, we would just like take notes of like how like each one was and we're just like kind of exchange them with each other and be like, okay, so I did this in downtown on this street. What did you do this when you were here? And like, he would be like, oh, okay. So I was actually down here and like, we would like exchange notes and stuff like that. And it was like, like, a game to like see how many we can get within yeah. like a certain amount of time. Did you guys have like common threads like, oh, we both are the same guy. Oh, sh- there, there's been like maybe yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty I sure. Think, I feel like in every every city has their own gay community, and it's like you don't realize how small the gay world is until you ask yeah. a friend, hey, do you know that guy? And then seven people in your group are like, yeah, half of us. I kind of yeah. I always say that like sex is also like. For gay sex is how you meet people and how you like kind of learn about yourself. So sex is actually, yeah. I think, really important in the world. You know, like I know a lot of people have gotten a lot of things done because of sex. I mean, I'm so proud of being gay because when, well, just let me say, straight sex seems boring. It seems yeah. vanilla compared to gay sex. Yeah, I think it's because you have like two guys and they're like all they can think about is sex, and then it's like. Like they're just as determined as the other person to have Guys sex. Guys are dumb. They just want the nut. I made up with yeah. a girl once and she moaned and I swear to God, my dick went inside my stomach. <laughs> I was so like, I don't know. Women just like, they're so passionate. And I just like, I, I like my sex ugly, like dirty and ugly. No, I'm sure a lot of girls like ugly sex too. You know, but... like, I don't like, this girl was so like, uh, I was like, no. <laughs> So also, if you guys haven't already followed you guys on Instagram, you guys have been doing some fun art projects, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, this quarantine has kind of put us in a place of what have you wanted to do? And a couple of years ago, I actually, um, I did this piece in high school and I entered it in a huge art competition and actually won, out of 5,000 people, I won 100th place, which is great. But I, I basically did a huge, huge, huge a piece on my big two-door closets where I glued rice grains on to my closet, all dyed individually glued piece by piece. Mm-hmm. And I loved it so much that I, this year I had so much time because of COVID that I went back into it and I started making pieces out of rice again. And I just finished my first piece out of seven and it's 250,000 grains of rice. And if you look far away, it makes a camel. And That's I painted really people's nudes for Valentine's Day, made some money. <laughs> In some penises, it's great. 
So where do people follow you now? So like you get get, get some commissions. Yeah, we're we're like we're brand uh, we're easily branded. Everything Zakar twins. Everything Z A K A R. We're on twins. TikTok, not you, not YouTube. Our YouTube's a work in process. We we have YouTube. We just don't love it. Yeah, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Google. Instagram, Bucking. only fans. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, follow us. Um, we we just, like, we just we just we're writers. We have projects up the fucking ass. So if you want to yeah. see more of our story, and hopefully we can grow with you together. Definitely. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank yeah thanks for having, for having us. Girls. Yeah. Yes. Alrighty, guys. Thank you guys for coming on. And we're going to be waiting for the next books to come out. Okay. Madonna girl. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, my God. It was so much fun reconnecting with them. What did you think, Dominic? It was a lot of fun. I really liked them and they had a lot to say. And I related with a lot of what they were saying. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely love them. They're super down to earth. And yeah. Super chill. I hope we get. There's a lot of parallels. I feel like between me and them, but just different. And uh, it's just crazy that they're, you know, their story's kind of nuts, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes their story so interesting. You know, like exactly. To, yeah. You know, like you thought you had it bad, but then you know, right? You know, like look at their story. Look at their coming out story, and then for them, you know, they're continue getting death threats and shit like that. No, that's scary. It it's um, but it's it's crazy to say the least. I know when I shot them, I got so many threats. You did being just like a photographer shooting gay people, and I remember they would they would send me messages from like from the Middle East saying like, "I hope you die. I hope you know like you're enabling this behavior wow. and." you're you're sick and you're this well we you and i have uh we remember that time when we went out and uh we were with uh that other photographer and he's from the middle east and he would he shot me in underwear and he was like please don't put my name on that because he did not want the backlash and he was i didn't even get it you know and now it kind of makes sense so yeah because of their cultures and their, because he has like a brand name out there already. And, you know, yeah, if yeah. he gets attached to that and, you know, like he can lose his job. So she, because his job is within that community of people, mm-hmm. you know, they all have the same mindset and look of, you know, like that person is, you know, a certain, you know, like he's, he's not, you know, like the same mentality. He's different. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's gay. And so, like, they don't they don't like gay people, so it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah. But well, I'm super gay, and I love it, and I I don't give a fuck. And if you're Middle Eastern, right? Uh, I do have a little bit. Yeah. I can't say that like I'm like like them like I'm like oh like I'm Middle Eastern pride, but like I have like right, right, a little right. bit in there. Right. I got a little bit in me. I used to have a lot in me, but. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week, right? Yes, can't wait. Well, that wraps us up for today. Thank you guys for listening and happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day is on Sunday. So send, you know, like a loving dick pic to that person that you really love or, you know, like a touching. Send nudes. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure they're tasteful. Use, Use nice lighting. And you know, that person would appreciate it. Okay, bye guys. Bye, sexual.
This has been Jabber Podcast, produced by Dominic Albano and executive produced by John Madison. Do you have a question or topic you want to share? Email us at jabbrpod at gmail.com. Send us a DM on Instagram at jabberpod. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Stories and mentions are not meant to hurt anyone and their subtitle parties.